So Mixologist, if you love this show and it's ever made you think, you know what? I should make my own podcast. I say go for it. Let me tell you about Anchor, okay? Honey, it's free pumpkin. Yes, free. There are creation tools. It allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer just like I do. You can literally even add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for whatever you want and can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, something the world's never heard before, or join the rest of us and talk Bravo, Housewives, Bachelorette, all those fun things you love in the TV you're watching. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many, many more. All the girls will be able to hear you no matter what or wherever they like to listen. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, Pumpkin. Literally, you put it out, you can get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. It's super, super easy. I love it. I use it all the time. I make this show and y'all love it. And you know what? I couldn't do it without Anchor. They make it so easy. They have the best support staff. You literally can reach out to them anytime. It's truly a great way to start a podcast journey. Get yourself out there. Talk to the people. Connect with the people that love the same things you love or people who maybe want to have a little discord with you. Either way, mix it up and let Anchor help you do that. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.f as in father, m as in mother, to get started. Download that free app, honey, and get you some podcasting. Hey guys, it's Moni of Mixing with Moni, and you're about to be in for a really special treat. I did a deep dive and total season review of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills with Jess from the podcast, The Real Housewives of the West Side. She is amazing, and you are going to love her if you don't already know her. You definitely should be listening to her podcast, but I hope you enjoy this special bonus episode where we get into a lot of different things that went on during this season. She knows everything, guys, from past seasons, housewives, like personally know some of them, to some things about production and the lifestyle and a lot of the questions that we had just from the season alone, like is the kitchen window really a big deal didn't we all think it closed well she has the answer to that and so much more you're gonna want to listen definitely check out her podcast the real housewife of the west side and her instagram under the same name and i hope you enjoy let me know your thoughts there is a little audio slip up around the 26th minute um and so just power through i promise nothing's wrong with your phone but you will really want to keep listening it's a really good episode we get into some pretty cool things and some things I was like nervous to even comment on I'm like I hope I don't get sued I wonder if Robert will ever hear this (laughs) I hope you enjoy it check her out hope you love this feel free to let me know your thoughts on my Instagram at mixing with Moni m-i-x-i-n-g-w-i-t-h-m-a-n-i and enjoy this review with Jess cheers Hi, I'm Moni, and welcome to Mixing with Moni, where each week 
I will rival your most opinionated friend who swears she's always right. I'll be mixing a few worlds together to give a POC perspective on everything that my POC friends and their opposites are often equally shocked that I'm into. And this week, I have a very special guest who I feel like is kind of an insider in all this reality (laughs) TV housewife world that if you follow me on Instagram, which you should because... It's really a fun time. You will know that I'm obsessed with all things Bravo and Housewives. And I feel like I have an expert on this. So welcome, Jess, of the Real Housewife of the West Side. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored. And I definitely am not an expert. I would say maybe um, highly schooled in Bravo. But I I feel like that's giving me too much credit. I totally understand. At this point, I feel like we all could yeah, be yeah, your exactly. if, you're, if you're following probably either of us, and you are equally as invested in all this as we are. So then hopefully this is going to be a really fun episode and a really fun time. I had a lot of um, some subjects and topics that I wanted to get into. We kind of did like a little plan at first, but then the season finale aired and (laughs) kind of threw me for a loop and everything that I wanted to talk about of, so who's your favorite housewife on Beverly Hills? And what do you wish we could bring back? And let's go down memory lane. All that almost just flew completely out the window. There are more pressing topics. (laughs) Oh yeah. There's way more important things that I think we need to get to. And apparently the people want to know because this was in one word or maybe it's two words a shit show (laughs) um yeah it was it was there was a lot going on and um yeah I I definitely have some feelings so yeah (laughs) I have a lot of thoughts a lot of things have taken place on camera and off so not even just the season finale airing but just everything that's been happening in like Mm -hmm. social media and we get an exit video Mm-hmm. From the queen of housewives, Lisa Vanderpump. That's not my personal feeling about her. It's just I think that's what she wants us to know about her. That she is yes. the queen. She, of the she's like, I will have the last, last bitches. And I feel like, so tell me if you think similarly. I feel like the timing of it, it happening like right before the season finale. Do you think she knew how the editors were going to edit the episode and how they were going to make her seem because it seemed a little bit like this is what actually happened when the cameras were there, what should have been portrayed, but because I'm no longer on their good side, like this is how they would have done it if we were all like still on good terms. But now this is how like it's, I'm going to make sure that I show you what I want you to see. You mean like that last little scene with Camille? Yeah, so like a lot, and even when they were like at their final scene where they show like their what they've been up to or whatever, like the updates and right. talk, them talking like the whole time, the final scene of like the, the whole, little lunch, right? The whole episode, yeah. the whole rest of like the the end was about Lisa and how ridiculous right. all the things that she's been doing is. Right. Well, I mean, I feel like they, because they never have done that in the past where they've been like six months later, like whatever. And like this like weird recap, I feel like they kind of had to do it because I mean, they could, I know they don't like to break the fourth wall, but they can't not acknowledge like the breakdown of everything and what happened. Right. You know, um, and I don't even remember how long ago it was that Andy made that statement where it was pretty much, he pretty much was like, yeah, no, she's done. Um, so 
I, and I know that they shot all that just like like in May, like mid May. Right. So, um, I'm so, I'm sorry, I forgot the actual question. <laughs> like, do you feel like she released that video because she knew how they were going to edit it? Um. Well, okay. Like her, so here's her, the thing: all those exit posts. Right. I don't think. I don't know whether she. Well, okay, actually, I'm contradicting myself already. I don't think she reached out to producers and was like, hey, I would like to have my say whatever. I have a feeling that producers were like, hey, if you are – because this was prob- this had to be around the same time they shot – well, no, it was before they shot the reunion, I guess. But I, I think they probably knew she was going to flake on the reunion or they had a feeling. Mm-hmm. And they were like, dude, technically, you're under contract. We know you don't give a shit. But <laughs> no. if – if you're going to pull this and you're, I mean, the fact that she just stopped filming with all of them, like what Lisa Rinna said, like if you at any job, if you just don't show up for a couple months, like that's not really how it works. So yeah. I feel like they were like, okay, you have to give us something like we'll come film your Caesars thing, but you have to kind of give us like a, a, a bookend to this. So mm-hmm. I feel like she was like, okay, fine, but I'm doing it on my terms. And right. I think they brought in, Camille because of everything that went down, you know, between, well, everything that went down at the, at that finale party, (laughs) um, everything they went down there and they probably brought in her because they were like, okay, well, this is really the only person that she'll talk to. Uh, so no, I don't think LVP planned it. I think she agreed to it maybe just to appease Bravo. And obviously she has another show, so she wants to, you know, right. maintain whatever she has. But I don't think that she, no, I don't think that she like planned to have that. I think that if she had it her way, like she, it just wouldn't have happened. I, 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 I definitely see your point. And it's not like they were going to cancel because she has other contracts, some allegedly in the works at Bravo, but definitely with pump rolls, I just know that they're not going to jeopardize that whole thing just because she doesn't want to show up for um bh anymore but i do feel like in some respects they were like we have to kind of punish her a little like bring them down bring her off her peg a little because lisa really gave it like the middle finger like i don't care anymore and you're not going to kick me out of bravo i know you're not like you're not gonna i will take all of my restaurants with me (laughs) (laughs) and they're just like no I mean and with all the things that are going on with I don't know if you watch any of pump rules but with all the things that are going on with her employees like the the wedding and all these they're all friends but they all secretly hate each other now but they all live so close to each other people are just ready and waiting in the wings for that show to come back and she has that looming over their head but I feel like they had to do something because it's a terrible precedent that Lisa can just leave and quit whenever she wants and nothing happens and there's no repercussions no totally totally yeah exactly and I almost feel like it might have been like kind of a different precedent like the way they did that to her they're like hey just because you're an OG that does not mean that we like that you get to run us and I think it kind of led over a little bit into like the whole Orange County and Vicky I was just Bumbleton gonna say, thing. yeah, I was just gonna yeah. say, it's it's, it's they, the year of the OGs being knocked down a peg. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I think they're like, 
And I don't know. I mean, we, we could be reading too much into this too, but I do feel like they were a little bit like, okay, ladies, we know that you think that you're, you know, like the biggest and more, most important mm-hmm. things here and we're, we're at your back of call, but no, like we need to take it. Like I've been, I've been saying this a lot lately. I feel like Bravo put Vicky in Bravo jail and they were like, okay, you yeah. need a little time out. And if you yeah. behave and follow the rules and do what you're supposed to do, then, then maybe, maybe you know, we'll bring you, you can back. get an orange next year. But for now, like you're, you know, you're, you're in the corner. <laughs> and they, all these OGs, they scare off all these new girls. Like I feel like we're off tangent a little bit, but like, it's so important because they really do. I watch pretty much all of them and every single franchise has at least one reunion where an OG tells whatever newest girl, this is my show. You're mm-hmm. on my couch. And then all of a sudden they they're gone. And it's right. like, right. we don't get to just run us. We are a business. Like, and I see a little bit of some of the same repercussions because um, also in the news, Housewives of Atlanta, it took them like six months for them to get a contract to NeNe Leaks. And they had already started filming all the other girls. And I was like, what's going on in the Bravo waters over there? They are yeah. holding out contracts and checks on everyone. Right, right. Like, yeah, I think it's... Lisa might have rocked the boat for it. All of them. It could have been, yeah, it could have been like the straw that broke the camel's back and it was just, um, yeah. I I mean, you can't just quit. Well, (laughs) you can't just leave. I mean, well, actually, Adrian, Adrian just left, but we all know what happened with that. I mean, right. I forget, has Adrian even like appeared since then? She, I feel like there was one party she was at or something. She was at a party. Like a few seasons ago. That's what I I remember seeing her a few seasons ago. And she wasn't still on the show, definitely. But yeah, briefly. I think it was around the same time that Brandy was still on, though. So that was a while ago. Yeah, I don't think they would have brought her back by herself. I think it would have been a Brandy thing. And I think that's actually a really good segue back into some of the the fun topics of, like, what we wanted to get into. So, like, the main thing that happened this season was that the general consensus is that it was overall a flop. I've not yeah. seen anyone say they, they loved it for any particular reason other than if it's something that had to do with Lisa, the first half, they made it very clear there was going to be like two seasons in one. And it, I think they overhyped it. I think that without any hyping, I think it would have actually been an okay season. Yeah. I feel like that too. I feel like, I feel like, Andy said, like, oh, my God, like, you're not going to believe what happened and blah, 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 blah. And and I still don't really know what he was referring to. It must have just been, like, the the fight in the kitchen with Lisa and Kyle. Uh, right. But I feel like, was like, are we, is it, is, is this, this it? it? Yeah, because <laughs> after that, I mean, here's the thing. If we would have had the fight with Kyle and then after that, Lisa would have played along and they would have talked it out and it was actually like a thing like maybe that would have been different but it you know she just was kind of like okay bye and so it was like there there was no nothing really got resolved yeah I wish they would have filmed like an actual exit now that I would have watched I would love to watch her quit on camera well, right, right. Like that, at least I will give Vicky is that Vicky will always give us that like you know, blow up or whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was just so like, and I recently did on my podcast, like, um, watched the season one reunion of Beverly Hills. Oh, I recently watched the season one. <laughs> like okay. A it's little while so ago. much 
better. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot how good this was. And I realized that part of it was because of like the, you know, the dynamic between Kim and Kyle, which I mean, I vast, I go back and forth on this, but I, I, sometimes I really do miss Kim just because of that dynamic between she and Kyle. And I find it interesting. I definitely miss Kim. I want her to be healthy and okay. And I don't want the show to like derail her life. Right. But I need her so bad. I know she's, (laughs) she's good. And I, I, I said this to someone else. I feel like in some ways it would be good for her because it would give her like some structure and some consistency and whatever, Um, but I could also see how it could be like super triggering for her, but, um, but no, I mean, it was just like so much better then because it was even at the, at the finale, it was like all these things were, were going on. And I feel like they, I know a lot of people have said this, but I feel like they are all way too aware of themselves now. They're way too, um, Boy, are they. They're so scared to, like, yes. talk about their lives. Like, they don't... Yes. What we love about Housewives is that it's so... Usually, it's so authentic. And that's why on my podcast, I always advocate so much for the newer Housewife franchises. Yes. Um, like Dallas like and Dallas. Potomac. Mm-hmm. I'm from... or well, I live right very close to Potomac, so I'm a little impartial, but it's also because... And I've also lived in Dallas and I'm like, everything you see on these, on their two franchises are real because they have nothing to lose yet. Like they have no major named brand. They're so authentic. Their friendships are real. They were established groups before Mm -hmm. the show instead of a revolving door of people. And then like a clique who doesn't want anyone else to come in because they've gone through like this whole thing together. And now it's like Beverly Hills. They're so scared to like let anything get out. And I've even had people like, tell me things and I don't know how much of all of it is actual or anything or or true. They've like, you know, have beyond theories. Some of them even have like some receipts of reasons why like basically Camille was such a mouthpiece and why like Lisa Vanderpump, there's a a, a theory that I've seen that the person that PK owes money to is like Ken. Like that is Mm -hmm. the reason why PK was so against standing up for Dorit. Like, if you remember, like during this season, she was fighting with Lisa and they're at dinner and or lunch. And he's like, okay, you're friends, like, let it go. And she's like, why mm-hmm. do you not have my back right now? Right, <laughs> right. People have said like, it, it's because they think that it is Ken and Lisa that he owes money to. And they've always just like, let it slide because, you know, that's, that would definitely be Lisa's MO. Like I like her, but that would be Lisa. She would let it slide until it doesn't work for her anymore. And if your wife is going to come for me on TV, on my show, this no longer works for me. So instead in an effort to like not have to pay it back or whatever, but like also a bone, like she's basically like, she has all the skeletons of PK because she's known him longer than Dorit's known him. So I think his loyalty will end up being would would end up being to her and whatever it is, they wanted to not get out so badly on the show, but they said, I really believe that Camille had like Lisa had Camille's ear something. Cause Camille came in guns blazing like the last three episodes yes. with information that I'm pretty sure the producers did not want out. Cause even the ladies reaction, like at that dinner last week was mm-hmm. so weird. Not like, ooh, Camille, are you going to... Like, they didn't even feed into it. They were like, let's shut this down right now. Like, we don't talk about each other's husbands. I was like, since when? (laughs) (laughs) What show have y'all been on? (laughs) I know, I know. Well, see, that's the thing. I actually, I did a whole episode about that dinner on my Patreon. 
um, just like about stuff that I've heard. Um, and I don't think it was more like they were trying to shut it down. I think they were more, my take was that they were more surprised that Camille was like, they were like, Oh, we're actually going to talk about this now. Like, um, like this thing that like, Oh, we're talking about this. And, um, actually today it just came out in the, in the news that, um, you know, the, one of these guys that PK owes a bunch of money to, um, that, you know, he was able to garnish some money from their bank account and whatever. Yes, and Camille, like I mean, uh, Dorit's out, the thing uh, is, accounts are frozen. Yes. Yes. Well, the, yeah, their accounts at this one bank are frozen. Um, and he was able to, um, what do you call it? Like, uh, reconcile some of the money that he owed from that account. Wow. Um, but I mean, I said early on with Dorit and PK, I was like, they need to take a note from Joe and Teresa uh-huh. because <laughs> they're going to be oh, the next yeah. Joe and Teresa. Like, how do they think that this all is not going to come up? And yeah, it's, I mean, in this guy that was in the news today that they, you know, that that's just one lawsuit. Right. And I thought that, I thought it was interesting when on the finale episode, when Dorit and PK were sitting in their fucking weird rented living room <laughs> and Dorit's like, Oh yeah. in this lawsuit that I'm not allowed to talk about from my business, like, dude, it's not even your business. Like they're just using you as like the face of it and all this shit. Like, of course. And I love how her, her Pat answered. And she said this on watch what happens live too. Like, she's like, well, I can't talk about it because it's a pending lawsuit. Like, okay. Like, I feel like that's an excuse. Yeah. Yes. Obviously there's some things that you can't talk about. I mean, I work a lot like, with, um, I work at a law firm right now. Like I am studying to go to law school and I can tell you, there are certain things you can talk about. There is like, no, exactly. all these use this as an excuse. I can't talk about it. It's a legal uh-huh. issue. Your lawyer specifically tells you what you cannot say. And exactly. in fact, they actually exactly. give and it's you not like talking points of what you can talk about because anything you say basically or do basically will be used against you in a court of law. Right. Right, right, right. Well, and the other thing is, is like, as far as I know, like, she's not under a she's gag not. order on any Or else she wouldn't be able to film. So, good point. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I feel like, yeah, that's just a cop-out. And I mean, it's public. This is the other thing. I'm saying this, like, I don't remember if it was on my regular show or my Patreon, but it's like these documents that I don't know what they think that the internet doesn't exist or that you can't pay like a dollar to the LA superior court and get all these documents. Like it's public information. You can't hide your name from the court. Exactly. Exactly. Well, even that, but like, even if you file a DBA, which is like what PK has been doing is filing all these weird shady DBAs to kind of move his money around allegedly. Um, Like, hello, you still have to file papers with the state about your DBA. And then, you know what I mean? Like it's going to come back to you. You Yeah. (laughs) Especially like shit with the IRS. Oh, the IRS does not care about your show or your Beverly beach and your sand or Jagger. They don't give a shit about your blue Bentley. (laughs) If they want your blue Bentley, they're coming for that blue Bentley. They will not politely on the door and yeah. be like, hand over the keys, girl. Like, yeah, we'll find out about it. They do not care. And, 
Yeah, exactly. And so I get that, you know, I mean, I think PK is smart enough that he obviously has enough money moved around in enough places that like, I mean, okay, so this one account at this one bank is frozen, whatever. But I was under the impression that like their court date at the end of July, they were supposed to bring on their court date, they were supposed to reveal all of their financial records, which to me, if the LA Superior Court was like, you need to come to court and reveal all of your financial records, I wouldn't be like, okay, well, this one account I have in the Caymans and this one account I have in Saudi Arabia, this one account, like, I wouldn't be like, I'm not, I'm just going to ignore that. Like, I would be scared out of my mind. I would be like, printing records from two years ago like, like who do you, why do these like, people never. think they're so above the law like they're they don't care about your show if anything it's more ammunition like someone even made a good point that right. the reason erica was so boring this season and like kind of ditched her glam squad and everything was literally because of her husband's lawsuit like he's in courts and stuff right now and like the things that are on the show can be used against them and like this is how much you're spending you're spending your money right, i've heard but of that erica toned it down mm-hmm. and Dorit turned it up i mean we literally were watching channel mm-hmm. earrings for like six episodes <laughs> like <laughs> i hated those things <laughs> so much i think oh my god they i think were i hate so them bad. more than all these clips that are going to come in her hair for the reunion i oh my god her fucking bedazzled i literally clips. was like this whole picture of all of them looks like I'm the star. No, I'm the star. No, it's me. It's me. Oh my God. That is so ridiculous. And I said, it literally looks, why does she think that's a good look? It literally looks like she went to Rite Aid (laughs) and like picked every like goodie clip she could get. And then she like busted out her glue gun. I'm going to pick all the barrettes. Seriously. I mean, like really, it looks like she glue gunned a bunch of fucking like goodie clips with I don't know. Like, I don't, and she had like the glam squad and stuff. And I just found it interesting that oh like Camille made the point in the early parts of the season saying, I just want to know where she gets her money from, which I definitely think was a Lisa Vanderpump plant. But I just uh-huh. found it interesting that Lisa Renna and no one wanted to tell Camille for the entirety of the season, practically what was said about her. Like they would not tell her. And they're like, oh, I think yeah. needs to, you just need to have a talk with her. I, I just think that she's been talking about you. What did she say? Um, well, we don't feel comfortable saying it. I'm like, she didn't talk about your kids. She didn't even call you out of your name. But y'all are so protective right. of this. Like, it's because you all know right. that she doesn't have any money coming in. Mm-hmm. Her money comes from the show. But the problem is she's financing herself right. way above the means of what the show is giving her exactly exactly well that and I think a lot of it like I say this on my podcast all the time is that especially living in LA like the so much is bullshit and so much of it is fake and you I've known many people that I mean a a lot of people in LA they drive like $150,000 cars but they live like in a one-bedroom apartment I mean my best friend she lives in a studio apartment in West Hollywood but she drives a brand new <laughs> Range Rover so it's and it, I don't so that's the thing is like you can't that's judge anything for you know what I mean and I think a lot of it is loan oh and yeah borrow I definitely think and she's renting the runway for those earrings and whatnot <laughs> well that's the thing yeah you can do rent the runway you can do the whatever it is you can even do the um i forgot what the oh wait hold or... on okay there we go 
it came back. <laughs> you went out for a second. You're good now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Someone said also, like, were there actual, like, did say a rapper stylist or her her quote stylist or assistant or whatever could have like gone to michael's and made that shit honestly i mean we I, don't know i, yeah, I wouldn't I put it past know, like, her an actual statement and you know what Since i really would live in the la area please please clear up something for us all <laughs> is kitson a thing because i really remember this store shutting down like i remember it being a thing i <laughs> loved shaws of sunset and i remember that like mike had a shoe line of like suede tennis shoes, which were the most impractical thing that only someone in LA could ever make. And they were like, oh, it got picked up by Kitson and it was this big deal and he got a big deal and it was going to be in the store. And the very end of the season was like, Kitson closed, so no shoes. And I was like, oh, that sucks. And I just have seen nothing that gives me the contrary that like the store reopened other than like it maybe we opened on like Robert's. I just need what's the real what's the truth? (laughs) Is this store a big deal still? No, I talked about this. I don't remember if it was on my show or someone else's. But so my old apartment that I lived in forever before I got engaged and married and moved further west was literally right behind the Ivy on Robertson. And, um, so I, yeah, no, Quitson closed down. And I remember when that Mike stuff happened, cause listen, Mike Showhead is, he's known around LA. I'm, my husband is Persian and the Persian community is very, very small. And, um, I always joke like it's super annoying because we can't walk down a street in Beverly Hills or Westwood without my husband being like, oh, that's my cousin or, oh, I went to high school with him or whatever. <laughs> they all know each other. And he's no, he's been known forever as like a playboy. Like he doesn't really need to work, but he kind of like he's just kind of like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a nice word from. I mean, he's the, the <laughs> nicest guy in the world, but he's just kind of like, yeah, a, 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 not a loser, but like a. I don't know, whatever the word is. So I remember when that happened and they showed that on Shots of Sunset and we were all laughing because we were like, dude, get some fucking clothes. So yes, here's the thing. One day it was literally, I mean, it had, so like in its heyday, like in like the Paris Hilton, Nicole Richie days, right. they overexpanded kind of like Pinkberry. Like there was, there was yeah. the main Kitson on one side of Robertson. There was Kitson kids on the other side. There was Kitson men's. There was like, they had like five different stores on Robertson. And it was, that also was back when Robertson was like, cool. Now it's like really sad because everything's like empty and the rent is oh, wow. ridiculous. And it's just like kind of depressing. But um, anyways, so way overexpanded. I think they opened one in Malibu and whatever. Um, oh, and there was even a, like a little one in Century City Mall. Um, and then all of a sudden they just like all shut down. And, oh, God. Um, and everyone was like, oh, whatever. But I joked that maybe they did this thing that a lot of businesses do. And I joked that it's like kind of a Persian thing because a lot of on my old apartment, there was this Persian rug store. And I lived in that apartment, I think for maybe six years. And from the day I moved in to the day I moved out, there was a big sign in the window that said store closing. And wow. when I started dating my husband, when we first drove by that store, he laughed. He was like, how long has that store been closing? And I was like, oh my God, right. It's weird. <laughs> and he was like, the owners are probably Persian. I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh my God. He's like, no, seriously. He's like, that's what a lot of like Persians do is they'll put like a store closing to try and like get customers get in. And it's like never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so then it was really weird. So kids and all shut down. But then I think it was like maybe six months later, it reopened in the same spot on Robertson. But instead of having the multiple stores, they just had everything in one store. And it was a lot smaller. But that being said, I don't ever remember like post Lindsay Nicole Paris era. I I think I maybe ran in there once because it was around the corner and I needed like a gift and I bought like a candle for someone. Um, but I don't like no, it wasn't. It, it still isn't a thing. So it's like then, dead. This is exactly what I thought. It would look like the saddest store I've ever seen when they did it. But I was like, it makes well, sense. She has. She's the only working person in the house now. They need to make well, this a thing. That and I don't even listen. I don't even know for sure if she even had a store in store at Kitson because if you remember that episode, we were filming. It was at like probably after the store closed, and yeah. Also, her her little section where like the alleged store in store was. Did you see there were like three items of clothing hanging there? Yeah. Like it didn't look like if the it just. It looked shady. And also, like, the, the Kitson window, she was talking about it like it's, like, the Barney's Christmas window. That's what I said. I like, was like, this is not Manhattan. And this is not, like, no. Christmas or, like, the Macy's display at Christmas or anything. Right. This is not <laughs> exactly. that. This, this is, is not the Kitson, Macy's Thanksgiving Day brand. you are not even the biggest swim brand ever. I, I, I don't know what, what yeah. she thought this was going to be. <laughs> No, it was totally no. Watching that episode, I was like, okay, what the fuck? Like, I'm sure they got it was easy to film there, and they were like, okay, let's put this up, let's put this up, whatever. And they filmed it, and then they left. And then I loved how they went to dinner at the Beverly Center. I was like, now they're going to dinner at a ball. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, good context. (laughs) I just no, it was because, and that's the sad thing about Beverly Hills. And I think because in the beginning, like they did actually go to like you know, nicer restaurants and, you know, like nicer places, whatever. And I don't know if it's just that um, more places are like, we don't want you filming here or I, I don't know. Maybe what they it don't is, want them like, ruining really... China. <laughs> exactly. I'd be, exactly. if I was a manager, I would be concerned. Like how much China am I, I going to go through? Are you going to reimburse me, Bravo? Like what's going to happen? <laughs> like You have to leave a deposit. Not to yeah. mention, I mean, they, none of them can film at LVP's restaurants. And I just was, somebody made a, a nice post of like all the different episodes where they filmed scenes at a Lisa Vanderpump restaurant. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. So now you need a new venue. Yeah. 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 They're going to need, yeah, they're out. How many venues? Like three, four, whatever. Yeah, I four. actually <laughs> went to, um, I went to pump for the first time in May. And, I had a friend who just went to Pump in March, and they liked it. They thought it was actually did. really cute. It was, it's cute. It's just, I mean, listen, I don't know if it's because I'm old now, and I'm sure in my 20s, I probably would have thought it was cute. It's just okay, that. Yeah, they are that. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, I mean, I don't know. Not willing to stand in line to get any in anywhere anymore. Like, I Oh, I understand can. that. I'm in my um, 20s, and I don't want to do that either. <laughs> And also, it was just, it was very, like, sceney, but not sceney. Like, not sceney in a good way, but it was mm-hmm. very kind of, like, it almost felt like a like a uh, restaurant at Disney World. Like, the, like oh. the restaurants at Epcot. Like, almost like that. I don't know. It was just, like, it was, I sound like such an old lady, but I'm, like, it was loud. And um, I didn't eat there. I had, uh, like, one glass of wine. Their wine was, like, their wine section was, like, okay, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. 
I don't know. It was. Oh, Lisa. It seems like they all need each other. Like way more than they thought. Because on their own, it's just not working. And I have one more major thought before we get into kind of like, I guess, the more fun stuff about Beverly Hills was how do you feel? uh, Do you think that the cast should or the producers should have strong armed the ladies to be a little bit more forthcoming with like, do you think that's a major reason why the season did not succeed is because the producers were not like, you need to talk about this or you need to go. Cause I just feel like it was, we saw a lot of copping out. I mean, we literally watched 11 episodes Mm -hmm. about a dog and all of (laughs) half the cast is being sued, but we're talking about a dog. And I just found that to be so confusing and I almost like in the early episodes felt like Lisa was caught off guard in a couple of the scenes like wait what we're we're on me okay I'm not doing this I see I think she like understood the game here and they were like we are not going to talk about us so we're going to turn the attention and I'm actually kind of surprised that the producers were able to do it like that they allowed them to do it because with Dorit being sued Mauricio being sued and the irony that Mauricio is being Mm -hmm. sued about a real estate investment and the final party was at the agency. That's like a kind of a slap <laughs> in my face. Cause I'm like, that don't well, smell in my face that y'all are doing well if you're being sued. Like, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of shit going on. And I actually, as, as soon as I get off the phone with you, I'm going to record my Patreon for tomorrow. And I, one of my friends was at that party. And so I'm going to be talking about that. Oh, just I like, it, yeah, it's like a lot of, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. That's a, that's actually what someone else said in that. my DMs who was like, um, they're friends with the producer. So I didn't know how much to actually take it face value. But I was like, some of the things I'm like, it's interesting because I mean, everyone collectively as a viewership was like, we all know what's going on. So it makes zero sense that you're mm-hmm. trying to feed us 20 plus episodes of absolute nonsense. Like forget right, LVP right. and forget the dog it just doesn't even make sense that this was a thing like we literally watched you all have a beef right and a falling out and we're supposed to believe it's all about a dog really that <laughs> I, I do not for a second buy that all of this is about lucy apple juice like <laughs> yeah no. no absolutely not absolutely but not. all no. of them are getting um... sued I, so i'm like why yeah it's at Teddy, Teddy is Teddy. Teddy and what's her face's Teddy? What's her husband's name? Edwin, yeah. Mauricio, and Kyle. Dorit. Well, Lisa well, Dorit is everything is going wrong. Dorit. So who else is left? I guess Denise is not involved in a Erica's lawsuit. Camille. husband is getting sued. Oh yeah, Erica. Um, Denise and Camille. They're the only. Oh, and Lisa Rinna. Rinna's yeah, not, but Rinna has Rinna. her own things to worry about, which I'm glad she shared, but I just, I do. And you know what? Like, I definitely wanted to get in with you because I know like you talk a lot on your show and stuff about like um, health and eating disorders. And I just was mm-hmm. curious about what you thought about the tone of the show and how they handled it because it did seem a bit sporadic and me myself when I was in middle school I was um, a a competitive dancer and so I struggled a lot with eating disorders um, myself mine of choice was not the same as Amelia's um, but it Mm -hmm. was I just was like kind of shocked sometimes at how cavalierly like it was brought up like not to say that I don't think they did it insensitively I just was very shocked at like how casually it was like brought up and then how it was handled at, I think the editing for the scene of Lisa 
and her family at dinner, like at the barbecue, I think that was a mm-hmm. little bit wrong. I don't, I don't really like it because it being in my early twenties, I remember being Amelia's age and just not wanting to mm-hmm. eat or be around my parents simply because I don't want to be around you. Not because I am sliding right, back right. and I'm back into, you know, not eating or binging or um, purging or any of that. It's really just, I don't want right. to eat with you. I'd rather eat with my friends. I already ate with my friends. Like, and I just feel like they made it so like intense and I don't know if it should have been so what did you think about like the tone of this season because they brought up eating disorders a a lot like more than usual yeah I mean I think that I I I don't know I'm kind of split about it because I I I mean I'm glad that they're bringing up because I I mean yeah if you listen to my podcast and my patreon I'm the biggest like I let it all hang out um so I'm I'm glad that they're bringing it up in that sense. Um, I I have to say I am a bit of a Rina apologist. I okay. <laughs> she's always been she, I'm, I'm sorry she's always been very very nice to me. I've never never heard anything like I've never heard through the grapevine anything of anything bad about her, anything negative or her treating people badly. I think that she really is who she is. I, with that being said, I do know that she does know how to do her job. She will, she knows what to do. She knows how to dial certain things up. Um, but I, I don't think that there's any, um, I mean, I think if you went up to her and you were like, Hey, that was really fucked up what you said. She'd be like, you know what it was. And I'm sorry. Whereas I feel like a lot of other people would be like, well, uh, 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 very like (laughs) defensive. Um, so that being said, I, and I can relate to Amelia too, in the sense that I remember, you know, like coming back from rehab and my parents, like making comments about every single thing that I ate and are you, are, well, are you going to eat this or why don't you want to eat that? And I just want to be like, fuck off. Right. Um, like it is definitely a process. You... And I think that the producers could have yeah. at least done, or something could have happened to where there was a little bit more of like, they didn't make it seem so black and white. Because I guess for me, I felt a little, I wouldn't say triggered because I'm, I'm pretty deep into my recovery at this point. So it's all good now. But I did feel a little like upset because I'm like, you're making it seem like just because she doesn't want to eat this burger that it's all downhill from here. I de- did feel like Rena's concern yeah. was real. I thought that was authentic because I get it. And I, cause I know that like I've had parents, like my parents would feel the same way like a lot when I was younger, but like. I do think that it is, it's, it's a process like being reintegrated into like that type of, you know, environment, especially if the way they were comparing it to her sister who like Delilah could eat whatever, anytime. And she just loves to eat and eats all the things. And I'm like, this is just seemingly a little bit picky on Amelia. When I have watched various women on this cast literally promote not eating in some pretty like indirect ways. Yeah. <laughs> like we yeah. watched them be like, oh I, no one's gonna eat this anyway. <laughs> like Yolanda and yeah, Gigi exactly. or Gigi's graduation cake or birthday oh cake my and God. they like split a piece in half and half. I was like, well this is not healthy. Let's just eat the cake. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean I, I think that um yeah I, I 
and listen, of course I'm a runologist, so I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt. I'm sure that they I mean, we already do know that they shoot way more footage that they don't use. Right. Okay. Um, but I I do agree that they didn't really go in depth with it, which I think was a little um it was a little I don't know if ignorant is the right word, but um, I think I, I that could they... see why, a parallel to ignorant because it's a, it's a, we're yeah, almost there. Yeah, we're almost at. Full I think ignorant. that I think that Housewives rides a very thin line between being, you know, just trying to produce an entertaining show and also, you know, trying to really um, take care in like deep issues you know what I mean like they can't I feel like they can't go too far like with the with the wildfires I'm glad that they did address it however I didn't understand why like at the end of those episodes about the fires they didn't you know almost like a lifetime movie like if you'd like to donate like there's still a lot of people and pets that are displaced and like I I think people think of Malibu as like only where celebrities live. No, I heard whatever, it was almost like an of... even split. Like there are people who are wealthy and then there are people who are just explicitly not. Like the yeah, complete it's, opposite. It's not even it's almost like um there's not really a middle class in Malibu. It's really like, you know, like really I mean there's a trailer park in Malibu, but there's there parts of like Malibu, Topanga, there's like really, really not wealthy at all. Like you're doing okay but you're not but and then there's like obscene wealth and there's not really that much in the middle so sad they did not yeah they don't make it seem that way yeah people in like the west valley and simi valley whatever that you know were maybe making like a hundred grand a year and like they're doing okay like that maybe they didn't have that great of fire insurance and all that stuff so i did I did think that they maybe overlooked that a little bit. Like they could have, you know, said like, if you want to donate or something like that, but I don't know. I think it is really, it's a hard line for them to walk. And I think that it is great that they brought it up at all. Um, But I think it's also because my personal opinion and listen, I don't, I don't know Amelia. I've run into her a couple of times at different places and she's, I don't know. She's lovely. She's not like a bitchy at all. Um, But I also have to say, and I don't hope this doesn't come across negative, but just from having gone through it myself, I have a lot of trouble believing that she's like completely put it behind her. Oh yeah. I can Um, see that. I think that's a little premature. I would agree because I mean, I, I mean, I was in middle school when I struggled with it and I think that even now there is, um, and I've lost a good deal of weight, like a a healthy way, but there's, there, there are definitely like moments of like weak thoughts and stuff and her being so young because she's only she's actually younger than me and I'm I'm 23 so her being so young I definitely was not in a fully like comfortable and secure place where I was like it's totally behind me and it's all good to go now and her having dealt with it so young and being in a world that is so like you know it's a little bit more promoting of that that's kind of what we got from Kyle is Kyle being like the thinner I got the more they told me good job like you're doing it right 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 which is why I don't know I didn't I thought that was icky that she brought that up at that oh my god me too I just just felt like such a terrible person feeling that I was like I don't like this no I mean I listen we we all know my feelings about Kyle but I I no I just thought it was icky like I I felt like it was almost 
almost a little bit of like not competition. Yeah, I like, do think it was oh, competition. Well, that, it was like me too. That happened to me. Did you know too, it was me? me? Too, I, I too used to have. Did you know that? Yeah. I'm like Kyle. You've been on the show for nine years. Right, right. And, and <laughs> listen, I'm sure. I'm sure that. And I, I don't want to say no. This as a fact, but I listen. I mean, I feel like Kyle's always kind of like. Kyle's in great shape. Like if you see her in person, she's in great shape. She, but she is, she's short and she's like, she's not a twig. She's like more solid. I mean, she's not fat, but she's just more like solid. But I can see from growing up with two older sisters who are much more like, you know, twiggy like that she'd be very self-conscious about it. And, um, and I, I, I mean, I've, I've, heard from people that, yeah, she does the same thing that a lot of us do. She, you know, she'll be, I hate saying this, but like be quote really good for a week and then, you know, kind of like go off the wagon and go back and forth and whatever. Um, so I don't know. She probably did have, she, she probably did and does still have some disordered eating completely hundred percent, but I don't know about her. She was like, here, we put up a thinner picture of you. Like, I don't know. Saying that's an eating disorder. Like, I don't yeah, know. It just it that bothered was a me. Little, and I, also, all eating disorders, you don't always look like that either. There's no, like, one right. face to, to how it right. looks. Otherwise, it would have shown, like, right. a million. Or otherwise. And I also feel like. I think a really big reason that Bravo is kind of like trying to change the conversation a little bit more seriously about it is because I think that for the longest time, they've always played with the indirect idea that none of these women really eat anything because that's kind of like the stereotype of Beverly Hills and California is that they're all like mm-hmm. thin, 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 or like Kevin Lee would say like, she, 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 like they're all <laughs> like, I mean, I'm thinking back as someone who's watched since the very beginning. I mean, it's always been like a a polite, like, oh, well, we know we're not going to eat anything. Bread? Oh, we don't eat that. Like, it's always been like a play on it. Right. But then you get like a child involved and like Lisa Renna's like, because people have always been even concerned about like Renna, like how about her eating habits. But I do genuinely like Renna. I think she was a great addition to the show for whatever you think of her. I think she was a really good addition and there she's really needed. So I think that her being like, if we're going to talk about my family, we're going to have to change the tone. Like we can't make it seem like it's so like light and airy because like it's her daughter. She's a child. Right. Well, and and she's even admitted, like she's very forthright about the fact that she's like, listen, yeah, I, yeah, I would love to have cake, but I have this job. And in order to maintain a certain look, like I can only have one bite of cake and that's how she, you know, like lives her life or whatever. And so I applied her for being, you know, open about that. I mean, she, she, she does not look too thin to me at all. She's actually very muscular and very strong. And yeah, she's she looks always great. Like, I think the, all of them look she great. She looks amazing. <laughs> she looks, no, she looks amazing. But, um, and, and I don't know. I mean, I even still like with my girlfriends will be at, um, you know, I, listen, I always try, I'm still trying to like get quote a normal relationship with food, which I think is, um, you know, it's a work in progress and, but, um, and I'm obviously a lot further now than I was in my twenties, but like, we'll still, I'll still joke with my girlfriends. Like if we go out to dinner and they bring the bread or whatever, and they were like, I mean, listen, there are some days where I'm like, Oh God, no, I don't want to eat 
bread just because now from a health standpoint, right. I'm like, I don't want simple white carbohydrates. Exactly. But there also are like my, I don't want to call it a rule, but one of my things is like on Saturday night, like that's date night with my husband. And on Saturday night, like that's my, I hate cheat meal, but like, that's my whatever, my free meal or whatever, where I don't concentrate on like calories or whatever. Like if I want to go to Mastro's and order steak and the mac and cheese and have butter, yes. cake, like, yeah, I'm going to have it. With your husband, I mean, you might work... as well do whatever. Like, yeah. And yeah, I mean, my work now that I'm learning is that, you know, I can do that. I can just, you know, maybe have a normal portion of it. Maybe not the entire butter cake. Um, it's a hard but, test. So shout out to you. Butter yes, cake is delicious. Yes. Oh my God. I could, oh, it's my, I could it's, it's, it like it's literally day. my favorite like restaurant dessert. Like, uh, I never want to uh, learn how to too. make it. Cause yeah. I want to like enjoy when I go out. Cause that's a special occasion. Exactly. It's like a, exactly. Oh, let's, exactly. You want to do dessert? Like have an extra glass of wine and let's have some butter cake. Cause it's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and that's one of the things I think people are like, and you saw Rena like in Hawaii, she was like, oh, this mac and cheese looks good. And this and this looks good. Like, and she's, I think, really good at being able to take literally just one bite. And I'm not saying that that's normal, but, um, you know, just like tasting everything. And um, there's a lot of people I know say this and I don't, I, I agree. It's kind of a fucked up thing to say, but a lot of people are like, taste everything, eat nothing. Um, which is, you know, like literally just have a bite of everything. Um, if only I could do that. I I like to eat everything. I know. know. (laughs) Um, but I think that's one of the other reasons why people are so over Teddy is because, Oh my God, I'm so over Teddy. And I, I think I know exactly what you're about to say. And I did not even realize until right now, that's exactly how I feel. Like that is why. Yeah. That accountability thing is. It's, I uh, think it's total bullshit. And listen, having done her program, I, I do, I think it's bullshit. And I think that she, I don't think that she's as authentic as she thinks she is. Well, and I, I think, think we all can that, agree on that. She's the only person who I thinks think she's that authentic. by telling, yeah. And I think that by telling women like, uh, you know, across the country or even across the world by saying like, well, you know, it's if you really want to make a change, like, and you can't get yourself to get up out, out of bed every morning and get on the Peloton and do it, like, then there's something wrong with you. Like, well, that's not a nice thing to say either. It's also not exactly people... true. And that's, you're proving that you are not empathetic. And if well, I'm going to have a, like a life coach yes. or a fitness coach or whatever kind of coach, you have to be mm-hmm. in some respects empathetic to the people that you're coaching who are not in right. as healthy a place as you, whatever their definition of right. healthy is. Like, well, and she's, I don't even know if she's aware of this, but she's basically promoting disordered eating I and disordered heard. lifestyle because anything, I mean, the classification is like really low. I mean, she doesn't go by calories, but because uh, I'm a crazy person, I added them up myself. Um, and yeah, it's, it's very low. And by definition, like, I think she, listen, I'm not a psychiatrist, but if I had to guess, she probably does have EDNOS, which is eating disorder not otherwise specified, which basically just means like any type of eating or exercise behavior taken to the. Right. Especially since she's lost every day. So much weight. A failure. Like. Like that's disordered. You know, yeah, if you want to say like, oh, I want to, I like to go on a walk every day because I like being outside and I like, like getting fresh air, like fine. But to say you have to do an hour of 
cardiovascular exercise every day, you know, like that's not, it's not. And I think that people even got like, um, a really weird vibe when they were in Provence and like, Kyle was like fighting her over mm-hmm. the ship and mm-hmm. she was like I'm just so hungry and I saw a lot of yep. things that were like finally the truth like yeah all of you all look hungry and yeah Teddy I think you got it the worst like you're hungry and it's okay to eat like yeah but yeah. and Kyle been like no we're not gonna eat the chip and I was like only on Beverly Hills what do we see women like fighting each other over like <laughs> how much food and he drinks so much I'm surprised everyone isn't eating bread all day like well I know I know I think that well I think that's one of the reason why like the you know drunk craziness comes out is because they're like drinking and not eating enough and that's the other thing like I I, that I found really contradictory with Teddy it's how she's like you know I know that you'll see me drinking a lot for my job on the show but you know if I'm if I'm gonna go out like I'll only have alcohol I won't have dessert which I'm like fuck it like if you want to have a couple bites of dessert sometimes the chocolate cake tastes better with red wine it just right exactly (laughs) I mean I think anything tastes better with wine but I uh, think so too and I'm gonna have it then to say like listen if I am gonna have like two drinks because I'm filming which by the way Teddy you had way more than two drinks in France so whatever um but like then I know that I just have to work out that much harder the next day dude that's called exercise bulimia that's right not and like... life is just too short and it's, it's yeah. honestly just not that serious it's just not that serious it's not like what are you what is it that you need so badly to worry like I understand if, if you're like trying to lose weight for your health like I was trying to do mm-hmm. or if you're living life differently for health purposes like you know blood pressure and diabetes right, and like right, right. your organs and stuff but not just to fit into like a size zero pant and you're going to pass up all of life and all its delicious things just because right, right. of how it, of the optics that doesn't make sense like also you're yeah. not an actress like I get Lisa Rena like you know being like I have a job and if they hire you at a certain way I get some of that in a, in, mm-hmm. in a nutshell but Teddy you're literally only doing this honestly because you just don't want to go backwards. But just because you eat or have a glass of wine, even if you're not filming, doesn't mean you're going to go back to being 220 pounds. Well, and I think that, I think that, you know, she even came out and said this on the show. Like, I don't, I think maybe her core issue is that she never felt like enough and she never, you know, she talked about moving to LA and being told that she was too fat and all that stuff. So like body shaving, like I get that, but your response to that isn't, it's a little overboard. Like I think if she, yeah, she doesn't need to go over 200 pounds again. Obviously that's not healthy for her, but she could put on like 10 to 15 pounds and still look great and probably be a little healthier and probably, and maybe not so bitchy. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's honestly because she's hungry. And speaking of bitchy, I thought it would be fun if we do like, since we're on Teddy, who is my pick for who we need to bench I thought it'd be fun if we do like a speed round of like overall the season some fun questions of like just like fire speed fire like what is the first thing that comes to your head okay so let's rate the season from one to ten what do you think ten being the best ten being the best Mm. 
I don't know, I'm struggling between like a four and a five. I'll give it a five just because I feel like, say what you will about Camille, but at least she brought some drama. I give it a six because I thought it had potential. I have said before, and I wanted to say it on my podcast, I think that I think I actually did on the Beverly Hills um, episode I did last week. If we cut the first half of the season in half and it's got like three episodes of like context like Lisa was here Lisa's no longer here here's (laughs) why here's the dog moving on like I would have been fine three episodes and then like eight of the other ones four about Camille and then we're done and I think we would have actually had a good season I think it would have been way more dramatic stretched it out way too long and then three parts of a reunion oh is it confirmed that it's three parts I'm pretty sure I think it has been confirmed I'm just like I can't even see how they got more than one part. I'm not going to lie. It no, I was saying like to someone much. else, like, it better just be a two-part, because what the fuck are they going to do with three? I have no clue. I don't Especially think it's possible. Especially because Lisa Vanderpump's not even going to be there. They're just going to talk about her. Um, if it is two parts, the question then would be, are we going to watch both parts, all parts, none at all? Are you Yeah, interested? I mean, listen, here, and I say that, I've said this about OC, like, I've been here from day one. I I now don't I'm care how bad it, it gets. <laughs> yeah, I've like I I'm like I've in it. I've paid my dues. I'm gonna see it through till the end, just because I feel like I've put so much into it that like t- I don't want to you know be a waste for it. So whatever. Of course, we're all gonna watch it. Um, but I think that I do not think it's a good idea to have the New York reunion airing concurrently with Beverly Hills because oh, it's gonna yeah. be like it's gonna a be like. Yeah, it's going to be like serving, you know, like a $80 bottle of wine with like McDonald's or something. Honestly. Like I, yeah, no. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I do. I do. But I also had heard that the reason why it was, um, I, I don't know if you watched, but like the, because of the um, the timing of New York and stuff, like the way it moved around was because right. so they wanted to kind of make room for some of their, um other shows too but also like the housewives of potomac which again is like where i'm from the scandals and like the allegations of the sexual assault it was just so promising like the interest was so much more that they kind of bumped it up a little bit and the interest like it tested the beverly hills tested so poorly after like episode mm-hmm. two so and that's kind of a thing right. that bravo does is like because they never really stop things while they're airing things that they kind of like wait right, until right, things right. that's how we get like you know like barb in new york not being full-time even though she was supposed to be a full-time <laughs> housewife they were like okay she's not performing well yeah. with the people we're just gonna pretend like she never existed right, right, right. and i was like oh okay bye yeah <laughs> um, so yeah so it yeah, makes sense yeah, because exactly. new york is gonna totally overkill beverly hills and i Hello, can you hear me? Hello. Okay, sorry about oh, now that. You're Go back. ahead. Um, but yeah, I care more about New York than anything That's else. Good. So it, it's it doesn't even matter to me whether or not like Beverly Hills airs. But like you said, I will watch just because I'm in it now. They've already gotten the patience <laughs> out of me. So I might as well just, you know, they owe me. <laughs> but um, so if we yeah, were exactly, going to bring exactly. back any housewife from the graveyard, and I know you just recently watched season one's reunion, so... Who would you bring back from former BH or from any other franchise that you think would work really well with this particular cast? Um, former BH, I 
would love to actually have Adrian back because I think she's a firecracker and I think that she can hold her own and she would know how to kind of stir it up, but not like in a, I don't know, in the yes. right way, I guess. Um, so I'd love to have Adrian back. I would even, I would love to have Kim back. I would even love to have Brandy back falling extensions <laughs> and all yes. um, just because it's, it, it, I also think Bravo was TV. really, really, really rude for giving us so many teasers that Kim and Brandy were back and they were there for literally 30 seconds and I'm pissed. I'm pissed literally about it. A second. I think Brandy yeah. would have been I, great. I, I think that her and Denise's friendship was so fake on the show, but I think it, I think it has put that was ridiculous. Great one. We should have just watched it evolve. It just, that could have been half the episodes in itself. But no, I also have advocated mm-hmm. fervently on my stories, on the Real Moms of Bravo's podcast, on my own podcast. Bring back Dana Wilkie and her $25,000 sunglasses. I think there's unfinished <laughs> business there. I want to know about the multi-thousand dollar lollipop. And apparently she is like former oh friends with Randall Emmett, who is the fiance of Lala Kent. And they oh, hate each know other that. that came out like today. Us Weekly was like, Lala deleted all her pictures of Randall. And Dana responded out of nowhere. Well, she's going to have to delete a whole lot more in the future. He's awful. And I was like, why Ooh. is she not on TV? Where is she and her sunglasses? I well, she lives... She oh my god all the more reason why everyone's probably going to end up thinking bring back household of miami i will watch anything with dana wilkie on it i think we should just bring yeah. her back just put her up dana wilkie is really really She's a mess. funny um i actually she is a mess i actually what? knew her back in the day when she before oh she had god. her baby and um i think i told this story on my patreon but yeah back when she was pregnant and she would like go she was my client at my old job and she would go outside and like literally stand on robertson boulevard on the curb and smoke a cigarette while she was like nine months pregnant i mean she was just a hot fucking oh mess god. um but i know that the guy and she was like looney tunes she would come in and she would like plop her you know, Birkin down on the desk and she would be like, oh God, she's like my fucking fiance. And she's like, yeah, I tried to apologize to Bobby, this Birkin. Like, I, I don't know if she was like always drunk or if she was on like, moods oh, I, to, I don't think know what the fuck her deal was, drunk. but um, <laughs> yeah, even probably while she's pregnant, um, allegedly, but no, she, the guy who she was engaged to, I forget his, I'm totally forgetting his name, but I think that there was like some litigious stuff involved and I don't know I don't know if she, I don't think she was put under a gag order, but, and then she also um, had some legal stuff. So I think that, cause who did I ask? I asked someone, I don't know, like a year ago, I was like, what the fuck ever happened to her? And I think that the reason she moved away and like moved to Miami was that like, she has to kind of stay uh, out of things. I just need to make her an offer um, she can't refuse. So I, like, help me help you because... <laughs> I mean, I, I, she definitely comes off to me as the type of person that will like do anything. So I feel like if there was something that she could do, like even like oh, on yeah. or oxygen or something that I she would probably do it if she could. Okay. On a t-shirt. Like when I first saw it, when she was like, you and me <laughs> and Tam, let's do it. Healthy girl vacay. That's what we do. That's what we're about. And Kyle was like, what are you talking about? I was like, this <laughs> is gold. This what is what TV about? needs to be. No, like, she was amazing. That is way more interesting yeah, than, a, than yeah. a dog. She was. 
Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, Honestly. So anyone you would bring back for, or bring from oh, another Lucy. franchise that you think would work well with this cast? Um, we have okay. Black. I've been saying for years because she, she has a house in West Hollywood. Um, I think that she would be, I'd love Leah Black. I think she would be great. I think she would be a hoot. And I think that, you I know what? I actually think she'd be a really good replacement I do too. Pump because she has legit and money. She's of that age range. You know, she's of that age. I think she looks better than Lisa Vanderpump. Oh, she um, you know. Yeah. And she has that, but she's not, but she's not mean. Like she's not mean I agree. and like conniving, you know? So I think she would add like humor and, and also I think when the show started, I think, you know, it was the the pre- the premise of it, I guess, was to you know watch these women who had these, I guess, um, lives that we were supposed to. They were so like, envy, insane. I guess. But it's like have have some actual like. Which wealthy, I think that they did have a good like there. little just juxtaposition you know? like back in the day, and now <laughs> it's just like a it's just a mess. <laughs> and I think they've all gotten a little too big for their britches. I think yeah. something I would have brought yeah. from another franchise would have been Kelly Dodd. I think she would fit in quite well. I think she oh, would shake she Teddy could... up. I think she would give Teddy a run for her money. And oh, like, she I would definitely think you are what Teddy you up. say you are. But I understand that her role right now is to literally take OC and put it on her back and run it to the finish line because it's been rough. <laughs> and Kelly is the only thing that ever gives it a little bit yeah, of it pizzazz. Has... Yeah, I have, I have, I have. I do too. For, I think with the Sans Vicky, I think we we might be okay. I actually think we might be okay because Vicky usually is Sans what Vicky. stresses me out the I most. Think like that... she stresses me to watch. Like the Brooks era, I think that it's about time they did this because I still need oh, my reparations from that era. I need someone to write me a check for my time because yeah, that I really gave that... me a lot of nerves. Yeah. Yeah, I think that her her seasons, like, I think Brooks was, like, the last straw for kind of everyone. And after that, she kind of was just bugging everyone. I, listen, I, I love and I also love to hate Vicky. But the Vicky that I want back I is, like, the family van Vicky. <laughs> That's the best like, clip. That is the Vicky I want back. To date. Like that, or like Vicky doing the keg stand in Michael's dorm. Like that's the Vicky that we love, agree. you know. And she just like, I think that she honestly, I think that she regrets oh, yeah, getting absolutely. divorced from Don. She's trying to recreate I think that, that dynamic she maybe, that she had with him. Mm-hmm. I think that she maybe got like too big for her britches with John with Don, and he she started making more money than him and she was like look at me now look I'm doing this I'm doing this I'm doing this and Don was probably like well if you think you're that hot as shit and like you keep talking shit That's to so me sad. like I don't need oh, to put up this you know and then she probably in hindsight was like oh shit I really fucked that up and maybe I did like say some shitty things and maybe I did get too big and now she's just instead of really like maybe doing some self you know work and <laughs> doing some work on herself she maybe kind of just deflected too much. I would totally agree. And I think that actually just leads into the consensus of like, 
Beverly Hills is no other is no different than all these other like long standing housewife franchises that show that if you're not going to put it all out there and stop feeling yourself or thinking that you are like you have to be so composed like you have something to prove on this show the show won't work and people can tell that they don't like it. I think the reason why New York has lasted so long and done so well is because it's no matter how big it gets and how long it's been on, those women really let it all hang out. Like they really still totally are like oh, yeah. interact with oh, each yeah. other the same way from the beginning until now. The only thing that's ever changed about any of them is like their faces and their hair colors. But other than that, they are the same. They're the same kind of women. And I think that's why we love them. <laughs> Because all the other women of all yeah. these other franchises, at least the ones that are six seasons or more, they are so big now. And they, have, they feel like they have so much to lose. But really, you don't. The more you let it out, the more people will love you and buy from you. Because I honestly think that they're playing a dangerous mm-hmm. game because people are genuinely so... I've seen the same kind of reaction about New Jersey, OC, and Beverly Hills in the last two years. And I think that in the mm-hmm. end, it's going to end up being New York, Potomac, and Dallas. I really do. I That is my conspiracy theory. I think all these women are going to crash and burn their own franchises by being so tight-lipped and showing us nothing and acting like they're so <laughs> above everyone. And like, we also see their diva acts outside of the show when they're like, um, they're so-and-so is in the contract negotiations or they won't sign their papers. Like NeNe wouldn't sign because she was only a friend and Vicky wouldn't sign because they wouldn't give her full time. I'm like, you guys right, right. are going to bite the hands that feed you and you're going to literally end up with nothing. And we see with Vicky, that looks to be what happens. Like that, that's what happens. And they're seeing that these other women, mm-hmm. they're coming for you because yep. New York, they have yep. nothing to lose. All of them are like divorced and all their kids are practically grown except for Bethany. They're just like, yeah, we don't care. We're just out here living our life. And that's why we love them so much. And then I'm a huge fan right, of the right. Dallas franchise. I think it does not get the ratings it deserves. It is so low and I'm concerned and I want to write someone. Me too. Me too. Like I need them to stay on the air I love them so, so much. They, all, <laughs> um, Two of them live like down the block from where I used to live. And then obviously I'm a huge fan of Potomac because I've always thought that people have no idea that the Washington, D.C. area, the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area is legitimately on par with the finances of California. Like it is almost exactly the same cost of living. And so people were like, what are these big houses? What is this Maryland place? I'm right, like, it's right. literally Housewives of D.C., but better because none of the Housewives of D.C. lived in D.C., and that's the point. Like, we all live all over the three states, and, like, it, and I think it does a better job of showing, right, like, right. The, 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 the low and the high, like what you were mentioning about Malibu, because they're either all in mansions and, and homes that are over, you know, three quarters mm-hmm. of a million dollars or more, or they're, like, in not so big homes and then you're shocked to realize those homes were also still a million dollars and that's why they were in smaller homes so because like just recently Giselle bought a house or is buying a house to fix up right the fixer upper value was 1.7 and she talked it down to Hello? 9.9 can you hear me oh yeah sorry I just got a call so <laughs> what oh, I same <laughs> But I was saying, like, this a couple episodes ago, Giselle on Potomac, she the fixer, she bought a fixer-upper house, and the fixer-upper price, as 
raggedy as it was, was 1.7. And she talked it down to 9.9. And like, and people on like Twitter and stuff were like, I'm sorry, there's no running water, there's no light, there's no ceiling, but it's how much? And I'm like, that's why they gave us a franchise, people. Like, right, right. Because they're like, but they at least let it all hang out because people watch Housewives, not just about the money. We don't care if you're really rich or really poor. We care that you're going to bring it. Like, right, exactly. I want exactly. not a name. I'm tired of Beverly Hills always doing that, bringing in all these big name people like Eden mm-hmm. Sassoon. I was like, you did not think she was going to test well. I know you didn't. I really <laughs> believe that you just were like, oh, look, a bit. even Teddy is like your dad's John Cougar Mellicamp. I'm like, that's great. But is she going to be good TV? Like I can watch an E special about like the Mellencamp family later. I don't want to watch <laughs> that on Bravo on my heart, like after a long day of work, and you know a housewife show is coming on, pouring a glass of wine and like eating popcorn or ice cream or something and watching or watching with friends on the DVR, that is important. And I cannot waste it on a dog. I just can't. <laughs> I feel so betrayed. Well, I, I agree with you on Teddy, but Eden is a very close friend of mine. So I do have to disagree with you on that. But I wanted them um, to do more with her. Like, I feel she was so not, she was not memorable. I was excited about her joining yes. the cast, but it was, so, it was during the time of a revolving door. Like every single season, right. there was a new girl. And I was like, this is what we in, that like landed on. They didn't promote her, I think, well. They were just like, new girl. And then it was like, oh, she's famous. And then it was like, now what? Yeah, I think she would, I think she would agree it with over, you. It got overshadowed yeah. by Lilla's, um, Lisa Renna's like, pill bag or something like that was the season like the Xanax and the smoothie and I was like see now this is all we're gonna think about for the rest of the season because you have to bring someone I think that with a storyline or a character or a personality that can rival someone like Lisa Renna's like some of these big personalities on the show who's gonna say something out of nowhere like I throw a Xanax on my smoothie in the morning like what (laughs) and I don't think Eden was prepared for that I wasn't prepared for that and I just feel like it's just don't ruin it for those kinds of girls. Because I'm sure Eden would have been a great addition. But now it's ruined because y'all didn't do it right. And Bravo is consistent with not producing right. Like if you're going to give us a new housewife, give us a chance to get to know her. Don't just, like, overshadow her and then like be like, well, you didn't work out. Like, it was her fault. Because now that's probably what people think. <laughs> it's not her fault, Lisa, when I need Xanax in her smoothies. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, that, I, I won't go into details, but yeah, that scene, I think, was taken way out of context, and it was a whole different, really, situation, but, um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think that they need to definitely mix it up next year and do some housekeeping, house cleaning, and, yeah. I think they should just, prob- I would propose to Bravo, don't just rotate one seat, if you're going to rotate, rotate more than yes. one because then half the season is going to be the whomever older girls or more seasoned girls not wanting to invite them anywhere, not liking them. And then if they get a second season, we'll say, okay, now you need to earn it. And it never works out. And I think we're tired as a collective. We're tired of tryouts being on the field. Yeah. Like <laughs> trials should be behind closed doors. I don't think that we need to see you try out other girls. (laughs) So, yeah. Any final thoughts 
or feelings exactly mixed in I'm I'm just I'm very kind of disheartened and depressed about this season of Beverly Hills and I really hope that you know the producers and everyone who's who um just listens to the fans and uh, you know get, just make up for this season with the next I, I do think they should listen. I mean, I know they typically like don't always listen to social media, but I think that if that is your viewership, I think you should. I really yeah. think you should listen to the people and find out what it is that they really can't stand. If it's a collective unit telling you the same thing, they're not going to watch again. Because I think a lot of people are not excited about Orange County because last season was so boring. I literally had to set a reminder to watch it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I think. I mean, I don't know. We'll see how OC goes, and if they can, you know, it's the same production company. So if they can, you know, bring it back around and repent for last season, then maybe there's hope. You know. Yep, I would agree. And in the meantime, to everyone listening, if you are equally as disappointed, I challenge you to do a few things: watch old seasons of shows that you're most disappointed by. Catch up on Dallas. It's supposed to be coming back um, pretty soon. Look at the next few months. And yes. definitely Love catch Dallas. up on Potomac because their ratings just shot up over the summer, uh, over the last three weeks. Because And it is well-deserved. There's a butter knife and it flies. <laughs> and it's, you cannot make <laughs> that kind of TV up. If you ever were a fan of House of Atlanta, everyone, and you are annoyed by how it's like, kind of progress now because they're all so rich and all doing so well and all kind of like don't like each other so it's hard to watch the dynamic then you need to watch Potomac it's like three four seven seasons ago but better even better yeah so I would challenge you to just give you know keep Bravo in your thoughts and prayers because they're really going through a hard time right now (laughs) say a prayer for them Honestly. And I definitely want to thank Jess so much of the housewife of the West side for coming on my podcast. This was so much fun. I feel like I'm not talking to a wall or to myself anymore. (laughs) The highlight of my week. And I am so excited to get this out to everyone. So thank you so much for doing this with me. My pleasure. Thank you so much for asking me. It was so much fun and definitely a pleasure. Yes, you definitely have to do this again, maybe with a better franchise or season or something. <laughs> a little bit better TV. With Dallas. To yes. There you go. I would love that. I think that would be so much fun. Oh my gosh, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. We had so much fun talking about all things Beverly Hills, mainly what we did not like and what they could do better. We hope you liked it too. Please let us know your thoughts on Instagram um, at The Real Housewife of the West Side for Jess and at Mixing with Moni for me. Um, I hope to hear from you guys. I've been loving all the DMs and stuff I've been getting about the podcast and everything I've been posting about reality TV. Hope to hear from you soon. Please, please, please leave us a five-star review on both of our podcasts. If you're listening on Apple, why not? Any one-star comments, any one-star feelings, bring them to my DMs. I want to do better. Tell me what to do. I would love to hear from you. Um, But please like and subscribe. I feel like I'm on YouTube. Please subscribe and give us a five-star review. Thanks.